All right, welcome to Uniquely Issaquah. Joining us on this episode is Matt Meckler. Matt, introduce you. Introduce yourself to everybody. So you've done a good job. I'm Matt Meckler. I'm the Parks Operations Supervisor for the City of Issaquah. A uh, little bit about me. I've worked for the City of Issaquah since 1986. Wow. I started out as a seasonal employee while going to college and kind of did that for a few years. Um, coming back during summer breaks, winter breaks, spring breaks, any kind of break <laughs> I could to get extra money. Uh, and then... Uh, Eventually, once I graduated from college with a geography major, I uh, came back that last year and worked for the city parks department for about a year. And then I was still looking for a full-time position because it was still part-time at that at that particular time and got a job with public works operations. So I worked with the public works ops crew for about two and a half years. And then a position came back up in parks operations and I kind of made that switch and there's where I've been ever since. Been yeah, ever since. Yeah, and the city's all the better for it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, kind of talk about um, as you came back at your full time position. Kind of talk about what your job and responsibilities were once you got into open space. I mean, today our our episode's called Co- coexisting with carnivores. So it's really we kind of want to talk about you know. Like you, we talked before the podcast mm-hmm. and you had said, you know, we live in Mother Nature's backyard, yeah. not vice versa. Exactly. So, um, you know, kind of talk about the, the uniqueness of Issaquah and the open space that surrounds us and the wildlife that is part of our daily lives that me, we may not even see. Sure. You know? so. Sure. You know, it's actually surprising because um, being that, you know, I was open space steward for about 10 years before becoming uh, the parks operations supervisor. So uh, I, m- the majority of my time was spent out in our city open space. And even though I was out there pretty much eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, I did not see a lot of wildlife. You know, there you'd, you see the occasional deer and, you know, some, some birds and things like that. But the larger predators, be it bears or bobcats, things like that, you know, just did not see. So shortly after I started the um, the open space steward position, we kind of started thinking it might be kind of fun to buy some wildlife cameras and kind of see what is out amongst us, you know, in the, in, right. the, in the hills. So, And I have been a beneficiary of a lot of those videos you and have. pictures. And yeah. I have appreciated it and shared it with the rest of the community. We've gotten some really good stuff over the years. So we thank have. you. We have. So, I mean, and that was amazing when we started doing that because it was a real eye opener for me too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I knew I knew the wild animals existed. You know, they're, they're around us all the time. But to see the quantity, it was really exciting to see – um, what types of animals we're using in our open space and even our parklands. And, uh, you know, for instance, out at Park Point, which is just um, kind of south of town near the Isqua High School, mm-hmm. it's about a 101-acre open space site. Uh, we had a, a couple wildlife cameras set up there. And just in having those cameras set up, we w- were able to identify eight different bears that lived in that general area, or wow. at least we're using that area. They may not have lived there, but they were yeah. traveling through there. So, so that so eight distinctive bears. It wasn't the same bear eight times. No. It was eight different bears. Yeah, you, you could definitely tell because there was like a mother with mm-hmm. very small cubs, and then there was like another mother with like two younger cubs that were probably yearlings. Did you guys give them names? 
Uh, I did not. No. <laughs> I wish I would have thought of that. Here comes Bubba. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I should have thought of that. Uh, and then there was like this big, I call, well, I guess I did have one. There was like the, the granddaddy. He was like this big bear with kind of a gray muzzle. Oh, and wow. um, so he was really distinctive. And then there was like a younger bear that usually traveled by himself. So I'm, there was at least probably five for sure, right. but I, I'm pretty sure there was at least eight. So anyway, that was interesting. And, and Park Point is like really close to homes. Oh, it is. You yeah. Know, we're not talking the backside of Tiger Mountain up here. We're no. talking, you know, a few hundred yards from major from Issaquah Hobart, right? Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, ju- yeah, just off of Issaquah Hobart Road and then, like like I said, mentioned right behind the high school right. area and the residential area mm-hmm. and, and kind of that southeast portion of town. But we never see them. You know, rarely. Yeah, rarely. I mean, yeah. every once in a while we'll have a report. Someone mm-hmm. will call and say, hey, I, I spotted a bear. Mm-hmm. But it's it's amazing that, you know, we don't really receive that many calls or mm-hmm. or concerns from citizens. So they're out there. They're just uh-huh. very secretive. You doing know? their whole, doing their, doing their thing. Exactly. You know, speaking about that, you know, uh, let's talk about the program that the city's involved with right now. Because we've got some different wildlife cameras and a different process to doing it a little bit. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So, like I mentioned, we started with the wildlife cameras just kind of more for our information just mm-hmm. to you know park wise just to see what was out there well through that process uh it just so happened that the Issaquah school district with their uh, biology program in the sixth grade they were working with a program called coexisting with carnivores okay. so you know we i don't think we each knew what the other was doing but we, through the process we learned about it and uh so the last few years, we were kind of assisting the Squaw School District with helping them set up their cameras um, for their biology, you know, kind of term project. Um, and then that kind of morphed into this new project, which is the um, Isqua Parks Carnivore Project. So it's a program that we're working with the Woodland Park Zoo on. And they actually got a grant to, um, to purchase cameras. And we have deployed cameras on kind of the Throughout Issaquah, we have mm-hmm. a, a couple cameras set up on Cougar Mountain, a couple mm-hmm. on Tiger Mountain, mm-hmm. and then a couple up in the Highlands too. And it's all to basically see what kind of wildlife is out there. I mean, we had a pretty good idea what was out there, mm-hmm. but just see how they're interacting with with these neighborhoods. And so mm-hmm. each crew or team has two cameras. So we have one okay. that's kind of set off in the you know, we call it off-trail camera. So it's kind of set out away from any trails or anything like that, more in the natural areas. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a camera set up on the trail too. So, we, I mean, obviously we know people are using the trails, right. but but then it's just kind of to see what other types of animals use the trails out there too. So mm-hmm. we have that on all three kind of areas, the cougar, tiger, and Fiscal mm-hmm. Highlands area. And they're currently out there now? They are currently out there the now. Pictures. Yeah, they're collecting the pictures right now. That information is kind of being shared. It's going to be uploaded to the Smithsonian Institute mm-hmm. to their eMAMMAL project. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, just kind of, it, so it'll be shared kind of nationwide or worldwide eventually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's pretty neat. So how are these set up a little bit different than just when you did it at parks? You had talked about they kind of like baited them or something like that? Or? Yeah. Yeah. So um, when we just set them up or when I set mm-hmm. it up a long time ago, we, I just found active game trails. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this project, it's a little bit more science related so they have some different protocols that they use or mm-hmm. techniques so on the off-trail cameras they have a little scent disc mm-hmm. that is kind of an attractant so it brings animals to okay. towards the camera i should say the the trail camera there's nothing there it's just mm-hmm. whatever's using the trail so right. 
Um, yeah, that's the one difference is having that little scent disc. And mm-hmm. I know I, I know we have some pictures coming up here eventually. Yeah, yeah. And, and one of them you'll okay. see like a little kind of a round circle on a on a tree. So that, yeah. that's that little scent disc. That yeah, we can take a look of them. Sure. So we got some pictures. Uh, we'll take a look at a few of the animals that we've take, that they've picked up on these trail cameras. Yeah. So. Um, so what we're looking at here. Oh, so that's a classic black bear right there, mm-hmm. which there are a lot of them around here. Yeah. Uh, that was actually up on Cougar Mountain, and that is actually the off-trail camera. And if you look right below the bear's nose, you can kind of see a little circle right on that mossy area. Oh, yeah. That's the little uh, scent disc right there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's what attracted them to the area. Yeah, okay. most likely. And then next we got? Uh, there we have a bobcat. Uh-huh. And again, you can see the little scent disc kind of mm-hmm. mounted on the tree right there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, how many bobcats do we do we have in the area? You know, well, it's actually pretty surprising. Yeah. I there's more bobcats than I ever thought there would be, um, just based on the m- amount of sightings that I've seen on mm-hmm. our cameras. Again, it's kind of hard to tell right. tell different bobcats because yeah. they all kind of look the same. But yeah. do you know what they what their main feed? What their main what they're eating? You know, you know. Generally? I don't know for sure, okay. but if I, if I if I were to guess, yeah. I would say probably small rodents yeah. and rabbits, things like that. Okay, you know, yeah, birds. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like a house cat, I guess. Yeah, but, just but, a big one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Not how big? How big is that cat right there? You think? Oh, I would say that's probably a 30, 35 pound, maybe. Wow, just that's guessing. Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're they're obviously bigger than a house cat, but. Right. Um, they're not. And they creep around at night mostly? You know? Um, you know, I've, I've, that is one animal that, you know, I was just mentioning earlier that I haven't seen many animals, but that right. is the one that I have seen oh, okay. during the daytime. Oh, okay. So, but okay. most of the activity that we would mm-hmm. catch on cameras was during the night, during the but I have actually seen them once or twice out in the field too, okay. which is really neat. It's, yeah. It's fun to see. That's, yeah. That'd be crazy. They're, they're amazing animals. And then next. Oh, oh. Oh, there we have a coyote. Okay. Uh, and again, that's that same log that we just saw the bear um, mm-hmm. kind of sniffing at. And there you can see the scent disc right by where he's pawing at the right. – I think he's probably trying to get it off. So mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> it smells really good. He's like, I want to I want to eat some of that. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, lastly. Uh, there again, we have a couple black bears. And then you can kind of see the scent disc on that one tree too kind of. So the scent disc seemed to be pretty effective. Yeah. Um, how many photos have you guys collected um, oh wow! Um, this we started doing this in April, and uh, it was kind of funny because the first cameras they set up, you know, like I mentioned, we have a trail camera and off trail camera, and I believe the the camera crew or the camera group that was up on Tiger Mountain, they when they first pulled their memory cards. I believe there was like 12,000 pictures Holy from smokes. the trail camera. Holy so, smokes. I mean, just with bicyclists and hikers. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. So it wasn't all animals. <laughs> it was some urban wildlife. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So they, I think they were a little overwhelmed with how many photos they had on the trail camera. Mm-hmm. And I, I think mostly what they've discovered so far, I think lots of deer, right. uh, you know, on those oh, cameras. Yeah. I, I haven't seen all the data yet, but okay. I, I know they're processing all that mm-hmm. with the, the Woodland Park Zoo is. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of data to go through. Like I said, 12,000 pictures right. in that for, and they've been doing it since April. So okay. we have a few months of photos to so. go through. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's, there's quite a bit. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, how long is the project? Sorry. Maybe you said that. How long is the project going through? Uh, so it's a, it's a two year project. So okay. this was the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so the, they set out the cameras this year are collecting data. Uh, I believe they have, I think they're going through November and then they're going to okay. pull them for the winter Okay, and then put them back up again next year. So, okay. and it's all with volunteers. Mm-hmm. So this is a volunteer project. Mm-hmm. So the Woodland Park Zoo kind of coordinated the volunteer, mm-hmm. um, part of it. And, uh, it's, 
mostly local residents who oh. are who are interested in this program and oh, nice. wanted to pursue participate yeah. so so pulling in november does activity just decrease in the winter like bears are bears are going away yeah they, they usually do they i don't think they go into full hibernation but they okay. kind of go into a, mm-hmm. kind of a moderate hibernation right. or something so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah bear activity definitely uh dwindles in the fall yeah. winter okay yeah. yeah yeah but everybody else hangs around still so oh, yeah. coyotes and bobcats and deers and oh yeah exactly kind of stuff, so. yeah you okay. definitely see those around uh-huh. yeah you ever caught like a elk or anything like that or anything crazy on camera? Any unexpected animal that you're like, wow, there's one of those around here? You know, you know I, I ne- well, one thing I caught that was kind of fun, and I knew they were around here, but it was a flying squirrel. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah so that was kind of fun. I mean. Who knew we had flying squirrels? Yeah, but they're around. So, so you caught one on camera? Yeah, well, it was just, it was there. And oh, okay. it, they, you, they're, they're nocturnal. So, oh, okay. Um, they look. They look pretty much like a squirrel, but a lot yeah. bigger eyes, and they're brown. Okay. So, but yeah, so that was that was kind of fun, flying yeah. squirrel. But uh, yeah, no elk. Um, I've seen elk tracks. I know they're around. I okay. know they're just on the other side of Squawk Mountain, kind of in May Valley area. So okay. I'm sure a few of them had wandered through. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, mm-hmm. gosh, nothing, nothing really unusual. Uh, one of the videos, and I think mm-hmm. that you may have already mm-hmm. seen it. It was we had one set up um, out at Squawk Valley Park north kind of where um we have a small tributary that feeds in the isqua mm-hmm. creek there and there was uh i was set, i set it up there because there was some salmon coming up and they had to kind of jump over this little log so i thought it'd be kind of fun to try to get some video of that oh yeah and um in one of those videos there was a whole family of raccoons that was trying to catch a salmon oh. on one of the videos <laughs> I, I i don't know if you remember that or not yeah, but I, yeah i'll have to check that one yeah. out i i don't remember that one i'll have to go through the rank yeah. raccoon folder yeah the raccoon maybe, it's in there maybe i didn't go for the deep dive and miss that yeah. one yeah well the raccoons know. were diving they were they were Pretty uh, actively trying to catch the salmon, but they weren't successful, at least on the video that I had. Well, yeah, and that's some of the stuff that we've seen. So I know um, there's uh, we've seen otters yes. and beaver and, like you said, raccoons, blue heron. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the previous cameras that you had. I know I attempted the cameras this summer. Yes. You know, and I wasn't as successful. Oh, okay. So uh, Park Point. I got some. I got some good stuff in Park Point. It was yeah. more was a camera setting issue, and so um, they were really a lot more sensitive. So any tree branch, yeah. So it would fill the card up in a day and a half, and I'd go back and <laughs> there, fill it up. And it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll try again next year. But Park Point was good. I think yeah. what I'll do next year is just put like four cameras around Park Point. Uh, that would probably be good because that, there's a lot of activity. Oh out there. my goodness! Because yeah. the one camera that did get some stuff, it was bears and coyotes yep. and and uh, some deer all in that area. And yeah. I think if I put like four, I could just get the whole oh yeah hoe down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you probably could. Who knows what happens out there? You know, when we're not watching. One of the funny things, and I know I told you the story too. We had um, the the one kind of real disappointment that I had with the cameras. And this was again many years ago. We had a, a roadkill. Uh, out on Hobart Road, it was a deer, so we had to dispose of it. It was right by our park. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, this is a great opportunity to just take the deer into the forest and mm-hmm. set one of the cameras up. So I had, a, I happened to have a camera close by, so we moved the deer out into the forest mm-hmm. and uh, with a small piece of equipment that we had to let kind of Mother Nature do its thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I set it up right up in front of the camera, and I came back. That was, this was like a Friday, right. and I came back Monday, and the and the entire deer was gone. That's and so amazing. I was I was <laughs> thinking to myself, this is going to be amazing. I get to see what's out here now, right. and uh, you know what what ate the deer, you know. Right. The, and so I got the memory card out, and unfortunately, the battery ran out. The last image or the video uh. of that 
camera was the small piece of equipment that we had depositing the, <laughs> the deer carcass in front of the camera. And then that was it. And then, so when I came in Monday, there was just some, basically a backbone and some fur and that was all. Wow. So, so the mystery's out there, right. whether, whether it was a deer or whether it was a bear or coyotes or, or all the above. Pretty sure it was Sasquatch. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been. I didn't even think of that, which reminds me, we have got Sasquatch on video, That's I believe. True. <laughs> Yeah, I know you. You have told me that story, and every time I hear you, that story it just breaks my heart. As a video guy, it breaks my heart. Oh, a little I know. Bit too. I was like, oh, that would have been great video. But, uh-huh. but that's amazing that you know you set it out on a Friday, and by Monday morning it was completely gone. Yeah, it was. So yeah, Mother, Mother Nature worked quick. It, she does <laughs> very quick. Yeah. So what is the um? So you so you got these groups that are out there taking the pictures, and and uh, can you just reiterate what is the final goal of of this project? Yeah. So, so it's, well, it's a few things actually. Mm -hmm. So one of them is, you know, it's, it's to engage kind of the local community, kind of get them involved with kind of the, the science behind this. So again, working with the Woodland Park Zoo, they have a lot different, you know, more Mm -hmm. science-based protocols that they Mm -hmm. kind of follow. So kind of getting them, uh, these volunteers more in tune with that. Um, and then kind of how humans and carnivores can coexist. So, you know, it's, um, it's kind of looking at what what's out there, how they how they interact with people. Okay. So it, it can give us better ideas of you know you always hear you know we don't want to put our trash out the night before you know because right. the bears will get into it in, in some neighborhoods. So mm-hmm. or I, I know even in the Squaw Highlands they've they've come up with now bear proof cans. So mm-hmm. which I think you can rent through Recology or something or okay, our yeah. our waste disposal company. Mm-hmm. So you know just just. Um, improving the way we interact so we right. don't have conflicts mm-hmm. um and then kind of understanding our kind of our urban carnivores and how they how they use our trail systems maybe we can design our parks and trails better to kind of okay have those animals coexist with us easier without mm-hmm. conflicts right so that's so it. it's educating people about living amongst all these carnivores and and how we can just co- coexist with yeah animals. coexist exactly <laughs> and i'm just trying to look so, at my notes there's also another program there's um i think the city of chicago has a program um where they're kind of doing the same thing with urban wildlife oh really and they're, they're the first city that's hmm. doing it and seattle is the second one so this project wow. this is parks carnivore project kind of ties into that so it's okay and eventually it'll probably branch out through other cities throughout the nation too so oh. we're it's, that's, yeah. that's great yeah that's, it's kind of neat know, so kinda you know like the tip of the sword type of, type of thing. On exactly. This kind of thing. That's really yeah. great. Yeah, it is. So, you know, we talk about open space and I don't know if people know the, the amount of open space that, that yeah. the city has. Can you kind of give us just kind of like over the years, I mean, even since I've been here, we've been, the city has accumulated, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a, uh, important thing for the community to protect the forested hillsides and all their open space. So you know, just give people a kind of a pencil sketch of, of the amount of trails and open space that that is out there. I yeah. mean, not detailed, but, you know, just kind of yeah. like, you know, I've just moved to Issaquah. Why do they call it Trailhead City? I don't know. Sure. So, I don't know. Gosh, yeah. Okay, so that's, I mean, for Issaquah itself, I think we're we're about 12 square miles, I think, our city okay, yeah, boundaries. Right. Yeah, yeah, we're not, it's not huge, mm-hmm. but, you know, we're obviously surrounded by the Squaw Alps, the Squaw, mm-hmm. or um, Cougar, Squawk, Tiger, and yeah. even um, Grand Ridge in that area, Highlands mm-hmm. area. So um, within the city limits, we have approximately, I think it's around 1,400 acres of open space. Wow. 
give or take mm-hmm. a few acres in there, and mm-hmm. then about another 200 acres of parks that we have. So combined mm-hmm. park acreage, including open space, around 1,600 acres wow. um, that are just within the city limits. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, especially up on Squawk Mountain, you have Squawk Mountain State Park kind of mm-hmm. at the top of Squawk Mountain. And then a lot of our other properties within the city um, border, you know, the mm-hmm. um, um, Washington State DNR property, right. which is all basically on Tiger Mountain. Mm-hmm. And then we also border a lot of uh, government property or, or King County property up on Grand Ridge. So, you know, just within the city, there's a lot. But mm-hmm. then connecting to that are all these other right. open space lands, too. So as you're tra- traversing a trail that's in Issaquah proper, you might roll and run right into a King County trail or oh, a yeah. DNR trail or a county trail, yeah. basically, and just... Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, just within <laughs> this, well, <laughs> I know you were asking about trail mileage. I think just within the city limits, we have around, I'd say, 14 to 17 miles of soft surface trails, so okay. kind of the forested trails. Mm-hmm. And But those, just like you said, they, mm-hmm. they connect to hundreds of miles of trails just mm-hmm. within the... The Isqua Alps and then heading east towards Snoqualmie Pass even. What's the city's relationship with Tradition Plateau? Uh, so is, is that city property? Or Yes. Yes okay. and no. Yeah, okay. yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. that always confused me. <laughs> yeah, so. that confuses a lot of people. So Tradition Plateau or Lake Tradition, mm-hmm. uh, exit 20 off of I-90. Uh-huh. Uh, when you go up there, if, if you drive I-90 a lot, you probably see a lot of cars parked along the, the road up there, southeast 79th. Well, there's a trailhead up there, and that's one of the main trailheads for basically Tiger Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, so the lower portion of the Lake Tradition Plateau, so basically anything that's flat for the most part mm-hmm. is all city-owned. As you start to head up Tiger Mountain, uh, then you start to get into DNR land. and, and okay. So it's still public mm-hmm. land. Um, it's just different agencies that own mm-hmm. and manage it. So, okay. But, yeah, so the area around Lake Tradition itself, Round mm-hmm. Lake, um, Park Point is part of that, um, all city-owned. Okay. Did we do some projects up in Tradition Plateau area recently or something? Did you? Uh, we are actually working right oh, now. in the middle of something. Yeah, we're okay, in the middle yeah. of something. So we have um, the Swamp Trail. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so we have the Swamp Trail, which is – a gosh, I'm trying to think. It's maybe – oh, Two-thirds of a mile, maybe, okay. is the total trail right, length. Real family-friendly. We used to have the interactive, what, Zoe the Swamp Monster? Zoe and the Swamp Monster, yeah. Like that, yeah, so, yeah. So Zoe and the Swamp Monster uh-huh. still up there. It's a little, oh, okay. little yeah, family-oriented hike. Mm-hmm. Um, a portion of that uh, trail goes through a swamp. Oh, okay. So Zoe and the Swamp Monster. Right. So. Um, and then, um, so we've had the boardwalk up there. It's, mm-hmm. gosh, it's probably pushing 30 years old. It was oh, an wow. old wooden boardwalk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's had a great life, <laughs> but it's at the end of its life. <laughs> right. So um, we're actually working now with the uh, Washington Conservation Corps, mm-hmm. WCC, and we were able to purchase the materials last year mm-hmm. um, to redo the boardwalk. And the crews are actually right up there oh. this month, hopefully oh, wow. finishing. It so okay. uh, in the past we used to have to close the boardwalk off in the winter time because being a wood boardwalk it gets very slippery mm-hmm. and just kind of dangerous for people to use. So we've we've gone to a new product that's something similar that uh, DNR uses up on their trails and boardwalks. So it's a fiberglass that kind of has a a gritty okay. uh, structure or you know right. surface to it, so it's mm-hmm. non-slip. And we're rebuilding the boardwalk. So now we'll be able to keep it open year-round. And, oh, nice. And people can now walk back through the swamp again. So oh, During without, the swampiest time of year. That's right. Without <laughs> slipping far or getting muddy. So, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> still experience Zoe. So um, the city – speaking of open space, the city just bought the Berg – or is in the process of the Bergsma property? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Do you know much about Bergsma in that area? And what that means to as an addition to open space? Um, 
Well, I think total, and again, it's I, I don't know the exact number. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 45 to 47 acre. Okay. It's a 45-ish acre mm-hmm. parcel okay. um, that also borders Harvey Manning Park, which is a city-owned park up in the Taos neighborhood. Okay. So, so, okay, so that gives me kind of a sense because I've been to Harvey Manning Park. We actually walked we behind it. So that's Bergsma. That where is Bergsma. we walked that one time. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that, that Bergsma property, it goes all the way down to Newport Way and then it goes up the hill towards Harvey Manning and then actually up the hill a little bit further and borders King County uh, Cougar or yeah, Cougar Mountain Wildland Park. Oh, okay. So yeah, borders King County right. uh, Parkland. So that purchase um, of that of those acres now kind of makes that connection between Newport Way, Harvey Manning Park, and then the regional uh, wildland park of King County. Okay. Uh, and the, uh, the way I believe it worked is the upper portion, uh, the 12 acres or something that's higher up on the mountain, closer to the uh, King County property, that was then right. given to King County or they purchased that portion of right. it. And then the city got the lower portion of it. So, okay. so yeah, so it kind of connects Harvey Manning. And I know um, there's some discussions about creating some trails mm-hmm. through there to kind of mm-hmm. make that connection from the Talos neighborhood down to Newport Way, mm-hmm. which drops you off practically right across the street from the, the Metro Park and Ride, you know, yeah. uh, parking lot right there. And Tibbetts Valley Park and almost downtown Issaquah, too. Oh, man. Yeah. So it's when those get developed and built, it will be uh-huh. a really neat connection. Is that kind of the plan once once the property to, to build up those trails and make it? Yeah, they're, we're kind of looking in that right now, okay. you know, researching where some good trail connections would be. There's mm-hmm. there's some social trails that are already up there right now. Right, that just were naturally created. Exactly. Yeah. So it might be a combination of maybe improving some of those and then adding some new trails too. So okay. I know our park planners are working on that portion of it, and okay. and there'll be more to come. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you talked about Harvey Manning Park. Yeah. And, you know, people may not know. I don't know if you told in your bio that you're like – Born and raised here, basically. I did not mention that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I, was, I grew up right on the other side of Squawk Mountain. That's right. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I mean, we're talking old. You don't get any more old school than you. Yeah. And well, you were thanks. talking. Now you make me feel No, old. well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could be 12 and you'd still be old school. Okay, you're there born you and go. raised here. <laughs> there you go. But, um, you, know, you know, you talk about Harvey Manning Park and, you know, people may not know who Harvey Manning is. Um, but he was a huge part of one of the reasons that we have all these trails in these open spaces. That's true. And you knew this man. I did. He was a big part. Well, I don't know, a big part, but he was a part of your childhood. Yeah, he was. You know, t- tell us about, tell us your stories of Harvey Manning, how you knew the man. Oh, wow. And, and you know, you know, and, and any anecdotes that you might have, or just kind of, and for the people that don't know, that are just, you know, that are maybe new to Issaquah and don't know his, his history, maybe just give us some cliff notes about Harvey Manning. Sure. Well, again, I was pretty young, yeah. but uh, still. Mm-hmm. So, uh, gosh, I want to say it was back in the late 70s. Okay. Um, th- my parents, and I'm not sure how they made the connection with Harvey, but um, mm-hmm. I th- there might have been some ad in the paper or something about, mm-hmm. hey, we're, we're, we're trying to create a club in mm-hmm. Issaquah, the Issaquah Alps Trails Club. Um you know, if you're interested, come attend this meeting. So my, my parents being avid hikers um, and me growing up, you know, with my parents and obviously right. hiking a lot, you know, mm-hmm. that was something that was of interest to them. And so they met and they talked and Harvey was there and Harvey is a well-known um, author of a lot of hiking books of pretty much most hiking books that you see of Washington State were authored by Harvey Manning. He was the original. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was. Yeah. So uh, he was the one that kind of led this meeting and uh was trying to gain interest in forming a hiking club. And like I said, my parents and a few others that are 
still around Issaquah mm-hmm. were involved in that. And then the Squalps Trails Club kind of began. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, yeah, so my mom at the time when that first started, she was like the newsletter oh, editor. Wow. Of course, we didn't have computers <laughs> back then, so it was all hand-typed and then <laughs> cut and paste and then glue. Right? And so uh, we would have these big newsletter parties out at oh, my parents' funny. house. So, yeah, Harvey Manning would always come or he would have uh-huh. his input or, you uh-huh. know, he'd, he'd supply some stories because he always had great stories about hiking adventures and things right. like that. That would be part of the newsletter. Mm-hmm. And then my mom would cut and paste it all and then we'd they take it to the print area, the print shop, mm-hmm. and then we have it printed. And then we'd come back and fold and staple and do all that sort of thing. So, yeah, and Harvey was always there at our house and, oh, you know, funny. in these – on a monthly basis, you know, doing these uh-huh. newsletters. So I, that's – I remember a lot of that from Harvey. Uh-huh. And then um, the first hike I think we went on, it was uh, – the, back then it was the – Talus Caves now is oh. um, just called Talus Rocks up on right. Tiger Mountain. Yep, yep. I like yeah. that hike. Yeah, it's, 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 one, it's one of my favorites. Oh, up it's there. a great yeah. hike. Yeah. Well, at that time there wasn't any formalized trail going oh, okay. going to the Talus Caves. <laughs> so um, when we went with the hike on with Harvey, there was uh, gosh, I want to say maybe it might have been like fifty people. Oh wow! Yeah, it was it was a big group. Yeah. It got started later in the later in the day. Okay. I think so. It was it might have even been like on a Friday or something. I don't I don't remember. So he wanted to try to get people to you know, participate in the hike that may, right. maybe couldn't otherwise. So we got a kind of a late start. And, of course, without there being a trail to the caves, it was kind of a little bushwhacking until we finally <laughs> figured out where they were. And I remember, um, I think by the time we found them and hiked down out of the mountain, it was already dark. And, of course, oh, yeah, it was uh, – <laughs> I don't think it quite went – it didn't go quite as planned. But we, the mission was accomplished, but uh, it went a little bit later than normal. So so 50 went and 50 came back? Yes. Everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I believe there were – because I know there were some younger kids, and I believe there were some parents who were a little bit frantic that their child wasn't home uh, oh, yeah. you know, at a certain time. Oh, I can it, imagine. By the time it was dark. So. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was kind of funny. That's funny. So, so – Harvey was the start of uh, the Isquah Alps Trails Club, and so was your parents. Yeah. And you. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's if you look at it that and, way. And it's still going strong. You know, they just saw us, what, celebrated their 40th year? I believe it was, yeah, 40th yeah. year. And I think your dad spoke at that. He did, yeah. 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 That's crazy. So, yeah, I guess it would have been 1979. Yeah. Yeah, 1979. Yeah, there you go. So 40 I, years. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it just seems like yesterday. You've been hiking in these hills for 40 years. I know. Now you're really making me sound yeah. old. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in all those years, I'm sure you have seen Sasquatch twice. You just don't want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, Matt, this has been a great conversation. Yeah. This has really, really been fun. Is there anything you want to add about open space or trails or any advice or tips to, to anything with people are going to head out, head out and, and explore all this, all that the city of Issaquah and its trail system have to offer? Yeah. Well, you know, we, we just created our new map. Well, oh, yeah. I, I say new. It's it's probably pushing two years old now. Yeah, but. yeah. But, but it's a great map. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a great map. So it's it's pretty up to date. Um, I, I know, I believe the Chamber of Commerce has it. Yep. I believe there's some at City Hall. Yes. So there are, you can get that map, a uh, hard copy of it mm-hmm. at several different locations. Uh, I believe there's also an online version too. So mm-hmm. if you want to download it on your phone or something like that. So it basically covers the Alps like we were just talking about. So mm-hmm. it, it covers basically all the trails in Issaquah mm-hmm. and then all the trails that branch out up on the Tiger, mm-hmm. Cougar Squawk, um, mm-hmm. and... I forget how far east it goes, but it includes a lot of other public lands too. Mm-hmm. So great, great thing to grab if you're not familiar with uh, trail systems mm-hmm. around Issaquah. So I grab that map, um, and then you know just be prepared. You yeah. know, it would, you 
you hear about the 10 essentials. So again, you know, mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with it, I'd look that up online. Make mm-hmm. sure you, if you're going out and about, especially now, the days are getting shorter. Yeah. It's getting wetter. Mm-hmm. You know, be, be prepared. Yeah. And if you, and I always tell people, you know, if you, hey, if you see some wildlife, that's, mm-hmm. that's a added bonus. You know, it's kind of fun to see. So, so. That's exciting. Yeah. You know, I think, so how many, do you know how many trails, trail heads, trails? So like if someone wanted to take a hike a week, yeah. How many weeks would it take them to hike all the trails? Well, how far do you want to hike? <laughs> <laughs> it depends. I guess it depends yeah. how serious a hiker they are. You yeah. know, if you're one of those people that likes to hike 10 miles or whatever, yeah. I mean, it would, it would probably still take you several weeks to hike all the trails, you okay. know, if you, if you were a 10 mile a day type hiker, uh-huh. uh, if you're more of kind of a one to two mile hike, mm-hmm. you, you know, hiker. Yeah. That's kind of your limit. Yeah. There's a lot of um, great day hikes all around. Oh, there here. are. There's a ton of them. In fact, that brochure I was just telling you about yeah. with the maps, it has a lot of kind of, it has mm-hmm. several different hikes. I think we highlight mm-hmm. like 10 hikes. So yeah. there's some that are really um, more family oriented, mm-hmm. family friendly, you know, not a lot of elevation mm-hmm. gain. Yeah. And then there's a couple in there too. And it yeah. might even be the Talus Rocks are one of them. Yeah. Where it's, talks about, you know, a little bit more strenuous, mm-hmm. but still great. Oh, it's great beautiful. Hikes. It's got that yeah. little. I don't know if it's year-round, but it has that little waterfall. Oh, yeah. Once you get past the rocks on the way back down yep. that I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I just did Bullet Fireplace with my wife not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, that's a, that's great a hike. nice little hike. Yeah. So my wife was trying to do 52, a hike a week for 52 weeks. Oh, that's, that's so, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she drags me along. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Matt. This has yeah. been really informative. I really appreciate you coming on Uniquely as a Qua. No problem. And for everybody watching and listening out there, Stay unique.